Welcome to AmeriCast, the rootinest, tootinest, red and white and blueinest uh, podcast on the wild, wild west of the wild, wild web of the world wide web of the internet, America. I'm your host, Rusty.com, and I'm here with my buddy, Kevin.Day. What up, Kevin? Hey, Spencer. I, I love that voice. Oh, thank you. I can keep it up for quite a while. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, so what's up, Kevin? Uh, so it's a special day today, as I'm sure everyone all know, always knows, already knows, because it was Callie's uh, whatever birthday bash, right? It, it was her birthday. It was her 50th birthday. It was Callie's 50th birthday, everybody. <laughs> right, Kevin? Is that that's right? Approximately correct. Yes. Um, okay, so yeah, Callie had us her fiftieth show um, on the network, the yeah, Shrop Home Video Network. I don't know, and uh, and yeah, I, I'm sure it was great. It was great, right? It was really funny, and everyone was having a great time. I couldn't believe, oh my god, when that bird got loose in the theater, it was nuts. But I think that was planned. I don't know. You know, Callie's been actually getting a lot of packages to the house, and. Um, one of them was screeching so i guess that kind of explains how that came to be um but what's up what's up kevin how's it how's it going like uh was it work for you setting up the this whole thing is it i mean are you glad it's kind of winding down or what yeah well i mean i feel a little embarrassed that i i think she put in a lot more effort into her 50th than we just did last week you yeah, know. well, she puts a way more effort in her entire show than we do. It's it's a constant source of consternation for me, and it's hard to be mad because it's not her fault that she's trying. It's my fault that I'm not trying, you know. Um, but she has a better product. She's more likable. She, uh, you know, she's more I mean, talented, undeniably. Um, you, you know, she has a more be... organic fan base. Oh, sorry, I cut you off. And the fans hate that. Mm. No, I was just going to say, do you, do you think we should try harder? Is that the message we should take from this? Well, I don't want to try harder. I want to not try harder. But yeah, I do think we should try harder. Yes, that's the problem. That's the tension we've always been having. I think everybody should have been trying harder from the top. I feel like from the beginning, I was trying to incept people trying hard, and it did not work. And immediately I was like, well, I'm not going to try either. And I think certainly at this point, I need to stop being a little baby about that and be like, no, well, I can't just expect people to show up and listen to me cry about uh, how I haven't tried to, to do the show that they're listening to. You know, at some point it's like, well, either stop or, uh, you know, do a better job. But anyway, uh, we should we should get to our guests. We have guests today, people. But first, I just want to do a quick. Well, no, we can we can loop them in. OK, so so we got these special guests. Oh, my God. They're from across the pond. One of them's been here for so long that you won't even be able to tell. Oh, boy. Uh, I think they're creative geniuses. Um, I don't know. OK, yeah, I'm getting nods. Yes. OK. And and uh, I certainly worked with one of the Andes on community. And when I say work with, it's such a weird situation because when I say work with, what a lot of people mean is like rubbing shoulders, you know, oh my God, getting in the pickaxes and stuff. But what I mean when working with is I would get drinks and put them down, usually somewhere near Andy, or I would play darts in the hallway, um, you know, and so that's, it's not what most people think of when they think of working together, but uh, uh, enough of an introduction, way too much of an introduction. Um, let's, let's talk to him. Andy Bobro and Andy Stanton are here, everybody. Buddy. what's up folks hey Ooh. hi uh pardon my scratchy throat i um uh i just i have covid 
Um, oh no. Yeah. So that's a good thing we can talk about. Uh, I just, um, <laughs> I just, uh, wait, wait. Go ahead. Which Andy are you? are you? Are you the British Andy or the American I'm the, Andy? Yeah, I'm the British one, and then you can tell. You, you, it's oh, hard, well, it's oh, so I, I, it is hard yeah. to tell. I, I I'm, think, I I'm think here. I'm from Missouri, London. apparently. Yeah, I'm in London. It's oh, glorious nice to meet here. you. It's, it's, it's so because it's so you know typically sunny here, and it's just another beautiful London day. Oh well, it, it's very it's very well, cold and bleak here in Missouri, US. Yeah, I can yeah. Tell. Yeah, typically. I'm confused. <laughs> I told you, you guys would be able to tell which one's which. You know, it's, it's fairly obvious. So, um, so like I said, I did work with Andy Bobro, um, but but Andy Stanton, what do you do or what have you done if you're, you know, not doing it currently? You know, I don't know. You know, it's oh, a, in Hollywood, so sorry. it can be so, weird so, to be like, what are you doing? Well, because uh, it's like, well, it does seem I just strange. finished. You know, okay. It does seem odd that, like, I, I, it seems that you don't have to try, but I have to account for myself. I have to have tried, and I have to say, I have to tell you that I do something. Do I? No, but you do I, have, I have to, to answer the question. You have to say, uh, "No, oh. I don't do anything." That's fine too. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> or you yeah, don't actually well, have I, to answer the question. That's true too. I, you don't have to I, answer the. I'm going to level. I'm going to level with you. I have done things. Okay. I have done some stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was pretty. Okay. It was pretty good. <laughs> yeah did you put drinks near anybody as part of your job or play darts <laughs> yeah once or twice you know in my time okay it, it's, it's, it's hard it's Wait. hard not to uh, it's hard not to you put know, when you see people yeah 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 when you think about the size uh, of the planet you know <laughs> someone's right, gonna, just yeah you're gonna be putting just a drink you know how long yeah. I've been alive? I, I mean, forty-eight years old. Now and again, I've put a drink near someone. You know, I've uh, I've opened a door. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've seen stuff. I've seen like sometimes I went to Spain when Ooh. I was a kid on holiday, and I saw some large insects crawling over some candies. That happens. So it's just like <laughs> yeah. when, you know, I, I, I'm full of experience. You've lived a full life. Yeah. I've lived a life. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm well, where do you live it? <laughs> Where did you live? Uh, where did you guys live? I'm, I mostly live in London, and uh, if if you uh -huh. want the straight answer, uh, I am a children's author here in Britain. Oh. And if you want a more complex and sad answer, I got tired of trying a little like you, Spencer, and uh, I haven't written any books for a while because I got <laughs> tired of it. But oh, I know. Wait, let me jump in here because Andy, sure. his self-deprecating British Andy, is not going to be able to is not going to do the American sell of this. Oh yes, this was a foolish plan on my part. A a Andy Stanton is a very well-known book uh, author of books that are very popular in in uh, the UK and all of Europe, right? I believe um, wow. somehow yeah, I they haven't so. cracked. They have not cracked the American market, but they really should. Uh, and they're they're called uh, Mr. Gum is this character that he created. Mm -hmm. And if you have a kid between the age of what would you say like six and and eleven? Yeah, I'd say like seven, seven, seven and eleven. Uh, get go Good on number. Amazon uh, and buy yourself uh, at least the first book. Uh, uh, wait, which is the first book called Mr. Gum? Uh, I can't remember the title of the first book. Anyway, it's just called Mr. Gum. Wait, what is the title of the first uh, uh, edition? It, frankly, I'm appalled, Bob. Right? It's called, uh, <laughs> I have it's a signed copy. It, 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 it's funny that our, uh, you know, when we tried to turn this into a Nickelodeon project together, it didn't work for some reason. <laughs> it feels like a, a, la a lack of involvement may have been to blame, doesn't it, Andy? Uh, possibly. Um, uh, it, it was the show you worked on was based on oh, no. my books. <laughs> 
starting starting with the first book you're a bad man mr gum that's you're the a one bad that pays my mortgage yeah. yeah okay and wow yeah, okay so really, you're really, you're you're a british author you so okay this is like a circumstance yeah, I, where i <laughs> i like am embarrassing myself by not having done the research no, do you no, know no, chris smith he's done a children's book oh sure chris smith uh yeah i put a drink near him once i believe <laughs> Oh my God. Chris Smith was a BBC radio news presenter who uh, went on to write a kid's book with, I believe, Greg James, who is a, oh, is a BBC Radio One non-news presenter. And I follow them on Twitter. And so I know that they have a children's book. And so that's, you know, oh. isn't that fun? Um, I, I don't actually, have too I, much uh, relation. Yeah, go ahead. I, I don't know their books, actually. I, te I tend at this point in my career, Spencer, not to go anywhere near bookshops because I don't want to see, like, you know, how I've fallen from my perch and <laughs> Who's see still working, the other people. Yeah. Are, yeah, yeah, exactly. Who's getting ahead? Oh, she's doing well. Good for her. <laughs> so a yeah, that's a feeling like, I definitely get. The bookstore for you is like when I go, when I read uh, Deadline Hollywood about who, it's who a, just sold a pilot and that kind it's of the thing. exact same thing but with smaller numbers yeah. <laughs> so i used to work at a bookstore and um boy did it make me hate books especially <laughs> i after i worked at the regular bookstore i worked at a used bookstore which bought large bulk sales of books and then would list them online and sometimes literally shovel them with shovels and wow. it really wow. like reduces the majesty you know when you talk to people who like books about books they're like oh you know the smell and the feel and the spine like it's this magical artifact and it's like no i've shoveled books like i've you know spent hours ripping covers off of books as part of my job because books are an item of commerce to me you know and it's like it's weird to just like uh to to see something just completely so uh perverted by your strange relationship to it you know and it's like man who would have expected that i don't go near bookstores anymore because you're, it makes you're not me sad you're not inspiring me to make more literature. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't do that. For I'm some very reason. negative. Yeah, it's not. It good. does. It does seem that way. Healthy. If you don't mind my saying, Spencer. No, it doesn't seem at all healthy. So, as I say, well met. You know. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So I think we got a very basic underline or, or you know baseline. But you know, so you guys have met at some point. I was thinking maybe we can go to start at where you met and then work backwards and then after that work forwards like backwards in each of your lives just to kind of trade i don't know um uh, uh, yeah so so yeah. how'd you guys I meet what what, what well, happened well first i had to be born if you want to <laughs> let's let's go let's let's know that's if going forwards it, oh, no no <laughs> no no we got to start at the meeting point go back to your both of our births and then okay. forward right. again and then I, jump think, forward. I, I think it's spencer's yes. idea for some reason exactly yeah all right okay uh, before I worked at Community, uh, uh, I um, uh, got a call from a, a friend of mine who was an executive, a, a, like a sort of a guardian angel of mine, because that's how my career has always worked. There's always been someone <laughs> who kind of like plucked me out of uh, where I was and, and gave me a good opportunity. And mm -hmm. I apologize to anyone for whom that has not happened because I'm just blessed. I don't know why it just happens. Yeah. It's about, I mean, that's my whole life is like that. And it's weird. You just like, it's like, yeah, I know that opportunity is finite and <laughs> you, but you can't pass it on to so you can't be no. like, no, you know? So it's like, it's so weird though. It's a weird sensation for sure. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> yeah. So a woman named Tracy Katsky, who was uh, the, uh, an early champion of my writing 
you know, I, I actually, I've met her through the proper channels. I had an agent who showed her a script of mine. She was an executive at Fox and she helped me uh, get this job at Malcolm in the Middle, which was my first TV writing job. And then later she went on to become an executive at Nickelodeon and called me and said, we have optioned these books that are, that are really funny and they're very popular children's books in the UK. Um, yeah, you remember the name of any of the titles, maybe? I Andy? can't remember any of them. <laughs> they so had much. something to do with... <laughs> with uh, it's like bitter. Mr. Gum First Blood or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, something like that, yeah. <laughs> I said, <laughs> Mr. Gum and the Shovels, I think. Yeah, Mr. Gum and the Shovels. I said, look, Trace, I, I got no fucking... I, I have no opinion on these fucking books. I just want money, all right? I'll do it. <laughs> That's honest. <laughs> uh, she sent me uh, a, the... Uh, uh, you're a bad man, Mr. Gum. You're a bad man, Mr. Gum. Well done, well done. <laughs> Which was a very quick read, and it it's, it hit me like a lightning bolt. It's it, The sensibility of it is very Python. Uh, or it's, Oh, we just had this discussion, Andy. Americans read anything with a British accent and go, oh, that's, that's Python-esque, but maybe it's not. Yeah. Uh, but he, uh, it, it, it just was the, that great combination of silly and smart, uh, but mostly silly, and then sillier. Uh, Smilly. Smilly. So I, I associate a British humor with very kind of tossed off and fast. But I'm wondering, does that translate well into kind of a book form? Is that an interesting kind of challenge to kind of because in a book, like in your narrator's voice, it's maybe hard to seem kind of tossed off. I don't know. No, no, the opposite. I, that is my narrative voice. I, I, actually, it's very crafted, but it looks tossed off. By right, the way, yeah. tossed off means something different over here than it does in America, I believe. Oh, no, it means the same. That's what I mean. I've been tossing off all morning. <laughs> uh, okay. It, mean, it, mean, it, it, mean, it means both things over here. I'm glad to know it means both things over there as well. well I, I tossed off. I can't say I tossed off a children's book. That's wrong. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, that's bad. But I do mean like to, to me, that's like people. I don't know. People say like what, what Andy said is like really smart and silly. But to me, it's also just so fast. It's like. Like, oh an elephant just drove by and then we're, we're we're already two sentences past that sentence and it's like wait what and and that's just a really kind of and that's obviously a horrible example but that's kind of like actually, the feel it invokes no no that's pretty much the first chapter of my book it's an <laughs> elephant he drives by people say oh there's an elephant in a car how british um it's uh, i actually th i think you'd like my book very much spencer i think um it's about as uh it, it, it's about as magpie and sort of hummingbird brain as i think you might have uh but but like the hard thing is putting it down <laughs> you know the hard thing is uh you can talk one can toss off in life as much as one in uh, one likes but to actually sort of go back and craft that into a narrative and do both things at once that's the hard bit but i did manage it once or twice so it, it looks very far it's a very fast book yeah but it's uh um, yeah so th so comedy underneath it like comedy is it's all the same stuff that you have to do and not comedy and then you have to do comedy on top of it that's exactly it you've got to do the emotional states you've got to do the characters and then you've got to play another string on top that's exactly right that's what i tell people all the time whether they want to know or not <laughs> you tell strangers that on the i walk down the street just uh, just uh, uh, proselytizing about how to write comedy and some people like it and some people don't. <laughs> yeah. And so what were you doing before you were writing kids books? Were you writing other stuff or, you know, were you? No, I, 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 I was actually very frustrated because I have a lot of ideas in my head and I wasn't doing anything with them. And I got mm -hmm. so tired 
of not doing that, that I just, I sat down. Oh, oh okay. This is going to answer your question. I actually <laughs> sat down. Andy's heard this story a million times. Sorry, Andy. I, uh, <laughs> I sat down one Christmas Eve just to see if I could write something from start off. to finish to, <laughs> to make my, you, uh, to make my little cousins laugh on Christmas day, you know, like Victorian times, I shall read your story that I have written the prior evening. And, uh, <laughs> And, and like, it was just, so I actually did write that first book essentially in one night, but at the same time, it was years and years of frustration of never really backing myself or seeing what would happen if I just kept going rather than, you know, you get five lines in and you just go, this is worthless, you know? Mm -hmm. So I actually stuck with something for once in my life and it just all fell right. No other book has been as easy or as difficult to write as that one. But yeah. Um, Go ahead, uh, sorry. But, you know, to, to stop this being so much about me and my problems, um, no, cut to going. a few years later. And, oh, no, no. I mean, uh, you know, this is, uh, that, that's how, that was the genesis of the book, but it turned into a series. And a few years later, I got picked up by Nickelodeon. And then they brought, they, they gave me a few showrunners to choose from. And of course, wow. this was all happening with me on the phone in London in a really grotty little flat. And I, <laughs> I felt, and I was sort of being given the chance to be my own Matt Groening on a show. Like, What's mm -hmm. going on? And uh, they asked me to interview some showrunners over the phone. And the third of the three was Andy Bobro. And that's where oh. Andy steps in. And you and left out the part, wait, right. Andy, you left out my, one, my favorite part of your origin story, which is that you read your, your cousins, <laughs> that, that book that you wrote on Christmas, and they, they couldn't be arsed to listen to it. And then you, it just sat in a drawer for two years until you rediscovered it, right? I like yeah, that yeah, because, yeah, because, like, you know, I, I, live, I live my life as if I'm going to live for a thousand years. I'm so... <laughs> Oh, I can just, uh, there, there's my career. I'll just put it in a drawer for two years. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I rediscovered it two years later. I sent it off to some publishers. But uh, yeah. I, I think there's really, uh, I want to say, you know, it's worth noting. I don't know, at least to me, that this is a thing that happens where you get this little idea and you fucking spin it out and you're like, oh my God. I'm the fucking king of the world and you want to show it to someone and either someone doesn't like it or no one wants to pay attention and like that can destroy you and if you're a weird <clears throat> megalomaniacal crazy uh, sociopath you could be all like no it doesn't matter nothing matters I'm talented I'm the most talented human on the planet and continue moving on as if it doesn't like affect you and then that can like yeah. get, you know it's like but it's like it took you you got to you had to pull it back out before anything happened you know but you didn't put it back in you know you were the person that pulled it out in the first place other people kind of you know obviously it was your emotions and stuff but it was like yeah. it was that interaction that put it back in yeah, yeah. and it's just so it's like such this weird tragic thing that happens to create it i don't know you know i don't know for me no, no, you're right i mean sensitive uh go ahead so i think you're right i tossed it off and i pulled it back out and i pulled it back in and i pulled it back out and i did that <laughs> and eventually you know it came to be that's, it came out. that's the story it came yeah. out it came out it yeah. came out all over the place, if I'm honest with you. Right, it was everywhere. And then I, I, it, it wouldn't stop coming out once it started. And you couldn't put it back in, yeah. I could have put it back in, but I, I didn't. I just continued to leave it out and for, for the world to see, actually. Yeah, and then it's turning yellow It was just hanging out. <laughs> yeah. It's just hanging so, out. 
Okay, so let's let's just go back for a little bit uh, farther back, uh, just because I just kind of wanted to biographize you a bit a bit earlier. What were you doing uh, earlier in your life, Bobro? Uh, before before any of that, like high school, college, you know, uh, personal, like like where'd you grow up and stuff? Oh, oh, you know, just basics, you know. Right. But I don't know. Uh, I grew up in uh, the suburbs of Detroit. Um, I used to just say I I'm from Detroit, and then I. I came to understand that there's there's a real the, the suburbs of Detroit are different from the like when you run into someone you go I'm from Detroit and they go I'm from Detroit and then you you name what city you're from and it could be two vastly different places. Yeah. So anyway, it, I grew it's up hard in, to understand that as a kid certainly is like what actually makes the difference between like uh, in a, a community in a different community or an area in a different area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and uh, I, uh, I had two basic skills coming out of high school. One was that I could write kind of funny. Uh, and I, I was good at uh, reading and comprehending, you know, to English lit and, and, and uh, creative writing. And then the other was I, I played the tuba. And um, <laughs> How, sure. how's that working out for you? <laughs> I went to college at Michigan State University and I majored in music for a year and a half, <clears throat> thinking that... <clears throat> thinking that that was going to do it, that I was going to be, I wasn't quite sure what, I, I just knew I was good at it. Sure. Uh, and, and, um, and it was fun. Uh, and I, and I got there and a couple things happened. One was that they make you learn piano. Like if you're majoring in, I, I, I decided music like composition and um, uh, music theory was going to be my thing. Cause I didn't want to teach. Uh, I didn't want to be a band director. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and th they make you learn piano and I, I couldn't get it. I was just really bad at piano. Um, <laughs> And uh, and then the other thing was like the, the tuba only the tuba only has two notes, right? The t it, that's oh. really what it comes down to. I mean, I could, I, I, my brain wasn't even advanced enough to do like a trumpet or something with more melody. Like I could only do bass. Uh, and, but that's the thing. I was really here comes Andy Bobro. He's playing his big brass band. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. He's trumping so learned, out the back end. <laughs> I, I, I guess the comeuppance I got was, oh, being good at tuba is, and I don't mean to shit on. It, it's a hard instrument to play. It's very physical. Uh, 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 I'm so sorry. Every time you mention it, I just go boom, 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 boom. Here comes Andy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I could not expand my, I, I, I couldn't get past, uh, the, that, uh, I couldn't get out of the base. I couldn't get out of the baseline. Say uh, tuba again. Tuba. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Here comes Andy. <laughs> and I got to tell you, I was good at it. Okay. I was really good. I was the best tuba player. I, uh, also not that hard to be <laughs> uh and at the end of my freshman year they or like a, yeah end of my freshman year they called the music department called me and they said well you barely passed piano and we've we strongly recommend that you retake your first level piano class and that's when i said you know what i think it's probably not my calling i <laughs> i got this other thing i'm gonna i'm gonna try which was uh, i got a degree in english so I tried the one thing I was good at. I had two things I thought I was good at. I tried the first, crapped out, and then did the second. And then I, yeah. Um, and I, I had a lot of fun doing that. But then, of course, there's no jobs for either tuba players or English lit majors for uh, sure. Uh, and and I, yet, and yet, <laughs> and yet, 
you fashioned some sort of a career out yes. of the tube, out of the uh, writing. <laughs> I did. I did. But, but the first stop before TV was um, advertising. Because uh, in the Midwest, that is kind of like Holly, what Hollywood is. Like if, you have, sure. if you're creative, you can go make ads and it feels kind of cool. Uh, what, what, yeah. what, what would you, how would you advertise a tuba? <laughs> what, 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 how, how would you how would you sell the sizzle of the tube <laughs> uh, uh, the tuba it's sexy again it's sexy again yeah yeah again yeah. it was sexy before <laughs> right right right, right. Tu tuba it's really large if you haven't got a partner you can hold it close to you in bed <laughs> <laughs> yeah it vibrates in your lap need i say more <laughs> yeah or just are you a bottom <laughs> blow your own lungs out blow, with blow your own lungs out yeah yeah <laughs> tuba <laughs> if you make it your identity every, no one will fuck yeah. with you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> them you're from detroit with yeah. a tuba and you, squirrel yourself in yeah. in brass Attention. with a with a nice tuba oh yeah yeah that's great oh i guess anyway. that's a suba sousaphone huh oh right i played tuba. how embarrassing tuba. i played tuba in the marching band oh, oh right i got one Tuba, it's something to do between now and dying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that should be a much more popular marketing slogan, I think, especially in these days. It's like that's all anyone's doing anyway. It's like, hey, yeah. what about this? Yeah. You're dying. Oh, I I always want to put strap lines on that. I always want it like uh at one point uh there was talk of a Mr. Gum movie, and in my head, I just write the strap line. And it was like, like fill eighty-eight minutes of your existence by watching the Mr. Gum movie. You know, I, I, yeah. I, I like, I like, I really like making kids happy with funny stories, but I also like to remind them that life is existential and bleak. Well, it's important. I, I, I talked about. I don't know who to, but I, I, there's like, there's this thing where we intentionally. Teach this lying version of the world to children so yeah. that and i don't know that it's it's like we do this on purpose but we do do that and then when when the kids realize it's all a lie they're like oh i hate everything i'm not going to be civically engaged in anywhere in any way i'm not going to vote and then it's like whoa it's like why don't we just tell people yeah. the truth and then be all like but, but the reason it's, it's gone so bad is because people aren't you know doing more i don't know i, I don't like know. to just i like to put just a few hints of the grayness in there Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to make the gray the dominant shade of my rainbow but, uh, <laughs> right I, I, but you gotta acknowledge but, 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 but it i don't right? I, I don't want to pretend the shadow isn't there spencer yeah i won't do it these these six-year-olds need to learn early <laughs> well yeah. come on shell silverstein like you know there's yeah. a lot of kids there's yeah. a lot of darkness in kids content it's not like but i feel absolutely, like you know, absolutely there's just this rose tint that we think that oh nothing could have ever been bad in the past or whatever you know but it's like yeah. you know audiences are smart i don't know even kids kids are smart um but yeah. what about oh, you Andy? Really yeah what about you do you have any uh, any interesting uh biography biographical details you want to share i don't want to force you to if if you're not you know into it but you know i don't know i, I want to at least give you a platform to to kind of go off like bobro did i thought that was cool <laughs> i thought it was good as well i mean i don't have a tuber in my past <laughs> uh so you i don't know it's dirt simple <laughs> uh, I, uh, I mean, it's an instant story. You'll get. Uh, it, it, yeah. It's always some. I'm like, what, what is my tuba? What, what would you like to know, Spencer? Give me an in. Well, like, okay. So, I mean, where I, did you live? Did you live in London your whole life? Yeah. Okay. So, what was school like? 
Yeah, you know, I always, I find it weird when people say, how was your school? Because I'm always like, well, I only tried one out. You know, I don't know how to compare it to any other schools. Um, <laughs> but was it like was it hard? hard? Were you That's- bullied? Were you popular? <clears throat> no, I'll tell you what, man. I was like Bart Simpson at school before Bart Simpson existed because, you know, I grew up in the 80s. Uh, and then, uh, and then yeah, I, f- I always feel like I was like Bart Simpson at school. I was always just pushing the rules and fooling around and, you know, just goofing around and thinking of, just trying to break every scenario with humor and Mm -hmm. then um and then when i went to i'll tell you something i went to university i went to oxford university and Mm -hmm. then i did not know what had hit me it was nothing like mucking around at school and being bart simpson and having a laugh i didn't by the way carry a catapult in the back pocket of my shorts i didn't even wear shorts but that's how i see myself as a kid you know um (laughs) when i went to university suddenly it was all very unstructured and it was the big wide world and i did not know what was happening to me there and i went to the oldest college in oxford the first one is i think it's the oldest university in the world it's christchurch college it was literally founded by henry the eighth's cardinal Everybody should have a cardinal. Henry VIII <laughs> certainly did. He he had Cardinal Wolsey, and they founded fucking Oxford University. And like I believe, thirteen prime ministers of Britain went not to Oxford, but actually to just that one college. So I was in the heart of the heart of the heart of the institution, and I did wow. not know what I was doing there. And they didn't like me very much, and I didn't I was like go- them very much. I was going to say, so, you yeah, see, they- you didn't fit in, right? Yeah. I'd, I had no idea what was happening, and I discovered, you know, a little more fast living than I'd had at, well, what we call <laughs> secondary school, high school, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I discovered all the normal things that you discover at university, and I just, I didn't know what was going on. They, they had no pastoral care. I got very depressed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, uh, and, uh, and they, they, but they were, re- their attitude was like, emotions? What are these things called emotions? We were founded by Cardinal Wolsey in about 1450. <laughs> you know, they weren't very progressive. <laughs> They'd literally let women in 10 years before I was there, I think. Um, oh, yeah. uh, they, they, they were still looking at them with a cocked eyebrow, I think. Um, mm, very Oregon. Sure of them. The, yeah, I'm not sure we should have let the skirts in, actually. Um, oh, no. So, so they didn't, and they didn't know what to, you know to do with me. Well, when the, when there's someone that doesn't fit into an institution like that, they just boot you out. So I, I you know, that was I, I was studying English literature at Oxford. They kicked me out. I was very lost for a few years, and I always thought, uh, well, I don't need to go back to college unless I really, really want to study and really know what I'm doing because I'm going to have this creative life ahead of me. I was very vague about how that might happen. And eventually, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, as I said earlier, it happened by me actually just sitting down and going, I'm sick of not putting any of these thoughts into order. What would happen if I just let those thoughts run? And that's how mm-hmm. I wrote that book. But yeah, you know, I'm very proud of getting kicked out of Oxford. All the best people get kicked <laughs> out of places like that. But uh, at the time, it wasn't great. But, you know, I put in my biography on my kids' books, uh, you know, he studied English literature uh, Oxford, but he was kicked out. And of course, kids often ask me why. And then I say, I killed a man. And it's really fun <laughs> to say that. But uh, uh, then, I, then, nah, then, I tell them, then I tell them the real reason, which is just like, uh, I, t- I tell kids, literature is like a meadow. And there's all these great things to look at. There's a real, there's a great big weeping willow tree and an oak tree. And there's all these sparrows. I don't know what I'm saying here. There's all these sparrows and larks and there's a river and bulrushes and you want to look at it all. 
But at Oxford, they just clapped the blinkers on me and just me pl- made me plow one furrow up and down. I was like, I want to look at that bit. No, plow, plow, one furrow. And that's what it was like at Oxford for me. So this has been cathartic <laughs> to tell the world. <laughs> no, it's cool. I mean, uh, I like hearing about it, certainly. I hope it's not super uncomfortable. I hope it's kind of uncomfortable. Nah, I wouldn't. Okay. Uh, it's, it's kind of. Uh, that's why I like <laughs> it, because it's kind of uncomfortable. Uh, hey, no, uh, this, is, this stuff isn't a secret, and uh, it's something that happened to me and formed my character, you know. Yeah, um, for uh, sure. Perfectly and that's fine a- now. And it's how you got, you know, here on this podcast, the pinnacle of your career. Yeah. 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 Well, um, it's, 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 I mean, what's it called? It's called that happens and it's happening right now. So I can't be anywhere else. Right. I mean, that's what people say. I, I've, I've been lately, I've been convinced that I don't think it actually is happening. I think, <laughs> I think that didn't happen. And that's one of those cases where it's like the ironic title and you didn't realize the irony when you were titling it, you know, but um, so you're not sure that things are happening. Have you tried pulling it out and putting it back and putting it out and just letting it hang out? That's one of the only few things I've tried. I've tried that. I've tried tossing it off. You know, I, there's not, there's not too many options. No, there's not between that. It's tossing it off, letting it hang out and basically shoveling books. That's pretty much how it goes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think well, the thing is our, our audience, they really love Kevin and Kevin hasn't had very much to say. And I now know. it's time to just yeah. demand Kevin instantly on commute, on cue without any like prep time or anything. Just come out with an incredible thing to say that'll, that'll be worth this buildup. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, so I was actually just looking for this, but they, I guess they deleted it. Some guy on Reddit did a dice drinking game for this podcast. <laughs> it, you know, like you roll a D20 and then like we was suggestions of what we were supposed to do. Like, you know, uh, we try a snack or we play D&D or whatever. But number 19 out of nowhere is Kevin kills everybody else in the show and takes over the show himself. Oh, okay. oh. so See, I'm kind of wondering how, how you feel if we try that. That would be good content. I'm how would you lie. feel? If we try Kevin killing everybody on the show and taking over the show, that's the question being asked. Yes. How would yes. I feel about that? I guess I wouldn't love it. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't mind being killed, but I don't want to involve anyone else in my weird fucking fetishes. You know, like so. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna. I, I'm a, I'm almost exactly the opposite. The only bit I object to about that is being killed. <laughs> <laughs> That actually, so your perspective that. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you actually, uh, yeah, take over well, the show, sure. We're, we're, we're just different people, I think, you and I, Spencer. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, okay, oh, so you guys, uh, we've learned very little about Kevin, but just very quickly, we do a segment on the show sometimes called Guess Kevin's Deal, and we could just do a quick lightning round of that. Do you want to guess Kevin's yeah. deal um, based on what you know about him, which is very little? I'll guess first just to kind of give you an example based on what we've learned about Kevin so far. Kevin, are you a weird psychosexual serial killer? No. Okay, I, you know I'm not convinced, mm. but you know we'll, we'll take we'll take it at face value for now. Oh wow! Okay. okay, I think I think I've got a handle on Kevin from what I've seen. Yeah, if Kevin. you have a guess. Mm-hmm. Did your grandfather invent Play-Doh? Not to my knowledge, no. Oh, oh okay. all right. <laughs> um, that was a good one, though. That was uh, that was good. It, it's just the vibe I got off the guy, Ke- Kevin. Plato's the cave. Did sorry, you, sorry. Did you, did you once briefly consider getting into rock climbing and then not? No, I'm so out of shape and I've been <laughs> out of shape my entire life. No. <laughs> okay. Hang on. I've got a real one. Kevin, 
are you an artist of some description? Absolutely not. No, oh, I am the opposite oh. of whatever an artist. So is. that makes me go. Okay, so this might actually be be closer. This might be too close, and Kevin might be lying. Uh, but Kevin, are you someone who wanted to like? You kind of wish you were like an artist. Yes, definitely. I have. <laughs> I think this is the first time I've ever won. Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. That makes so much sense. That makes so much sense. I don't mean that in an insulting way, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Kevin's such a great guy. He likes enabling people like us, despite mm -hmm. us doing nothing good for him other than kind of <laughs> enabling this kind of desire. Yeah, okay, this is great. I, I, I don't know. This almost feels reductive. I feel like me, me being so excited about it is weird, but I've never won this game before. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. So, <laughs> I got goosebumps. <laughs> Speaking of goosebumps, we got to take a quick commercial break. You know, we would be nothing without our sponsors. We'll be right back. Hey, folks, my name is uh, Tyler, and I'm here from Tyler's Tubas. Oh, yeah, just talking to you about tubas. Tubas, get them in your life. Do you need a 40-pound piece, uh, piece of metal that you don't know how to lift, let alone move around your mouth? Do you love just the the, the, the feeling of be, of your cheeks pushed push to the edge of their absolute tensile pressure, fit to burst for your every breath into this mechanical wonder machine of spit and fungus get yourself a tuba today use the promo code goblin flakes for 50 percent off your tuba's grease and we're back <laughs> thanks for thanks for coming back to the show as always you know our sponsors are what makes us keep going and uh tyler's tubas you know tyler has been um kevin's uncle for the past 15 years after a strange legal battle so you know fun fact there it's a relationship that we've had um but yeah back to the show so we actually brought you on to talk about um some something that you were interested in you know like we have enthusiasts on the show um so you know well i don't know it's uh we you know you, you guys watching anything you guys listening to anything uh lately excellent well, i think you know <laughs> i think you know the answer to that don't you spencer we, we have do been a pre-interview <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, have been some, watching something indeed and it turns out we've both been watching it for a very long time we're both extraordinarily huge fans of the british show tumblers willy <laughs> tumblers mm. willy yeah okay i i guess i've never heard of this have you heard of this kevin no i have not i've heard okay, yeah i don't well, is it old it's uh, it's very old it's been running uh, it, it's not it's not recent it's been running uh what 120 years andy yeah, absolutely yeah yeah but no, very it's, 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 listen years. everyone in the uk mm. knows this show it's an institution in the uk but it's okay. surprisingly oh, yeah. very few americans almost less than zero americans have have actually heard of it <laughs> less than zero that's well, hard to believe yeah yeah it is hard to believe well sorry it, it, you know uh with a margin of error for, of one either way for because andy's heard of it well i have heard that of makes it. Yeah. yeah so that makes a lot more sense so i feel mm -hmm. like i'm not super plugged into the you know the british scene mm -hmm. but i used to listen to a lot of bbc radio one i would listen mm -hmm. to big songs before they would break in america and they would you know oh, and right, people would yeah. be like oh yeah you didn't know about uh todd oh. latee or whatever i don't know you know and uh he's <laughs> a, a todd, uh, todd latee yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh he's not like an artist uh but uh I guess he I mean whatever anyway whatever but uh so but I've never heard of this like I feel like I would yeah. you know it's like it's not Doctor Who but it's, but it sounds like it is like Doctor Who right how have I not well heard it yeah that's right it's nothing like Doctor Who so almost exactly the same and um 
<laughs> what? That's why we. That's why we've really started this podcast to tell people about Tumblers Willy. Uh, <laughs> and we, we we started a podcast called uh, the Tumblers Willy Podcast, so you know what you're getting right off the bat. <laughs> okay. And uh, yeah. we just want to educate. Well, you know, it, for for the for the folks over here, it's a it, it, as Andy says, it's an institution. It's a cultural behemoth. Behemoth. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> but, oh, behemoth. <clears throat> <laughs> as we'd yeah. say in America. <laughs> but, but what uh, how percentage of, of behemoth? <laughs> oh, I, 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 right. Yeah. Well, I don't think I've ever actually said it out loud. So who knows how I say it? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That's right. No, you said it right. Be you just, you're just British. Be, That's the only thing. Behemoth. No. <laughs> it's a cultural behemoth. <laughs> With some the, gin? <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> but, but kids were, you know, I mean, really. Po- Possibly, what would you say? How, what percentage of, of Brits know of this show? 70, 80%? Oh, God. I, uh, double that, probably. Double that, probably like 160% yeah. or so. That's yeah, another I mean, margin of, of one error. Right? It's a margin of one, the yeah. standard margin of one. <laughs> right. it, it, won't be like, it won't be lower than like 140, 140%. Yeah. It, it, it just won't be. Like we're weaned on it here. It's almost de rigueur, you know? It's, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, is it for uh, kids or is it a crossover hit or what? It's, like, ju- it's, just, for, it's, ju- it's just for people, Spencer, if that answers your question. It's just for people. Well, that's it's, what I am. Well, mm. well yeah, uh, but well, that's why we want to tell people about the show. Right. That's why we want to discuss. And it's so it's so rich. It, it's got such a rich history. So it actually started out talking of radio. It actually started out as a radio show in 1902, 20 years before radio began. Oh. So it was ahead of the curve from the day, you know, <laughs> from the get-go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So that was back then. They would just, you would just talk, right? And then yeah. hopefully someone might listen. Yeah, it's no, it's nothing like today. It's not, right. it was nothing people like today. Just, yeah. When people just talk and hope someone would listen. <laughs> nothing yeah. like and it's not, it's not we don't have any industries that are even close to that anymore. No, no, no it's a lost art really, honestly, talking and listening. Um, I've certainly it was, lost it. A, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, mm. Uh, but yeah, the first episode in 1902 and th- there was tremendous hype leading up to this. You know, they they had run this ad campaign promoting Tumblr's right. really this this brand new radio show people hadn't radio wasn't even the word that they were using right andy yeah well no, uh, well yeah yeah what well, you know we we, we yeah it's, well you know yeah it's difficult <laughs> yeah. to explain actually i mean it's very they, difficult it, 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 it was radio but they didn't have the word yet that's right they wouldn't have the right. word for another 20 years but it was the same technology so for the yeah. sake of keeping things single simple single yeah. for the case, single for, yeah. the, for, for the case of keeping things simple, for the sake of keeping things simple, we refer to it as radio. But um, yeah, but they, they didn't have, they, they had what the BBC in those days would call mystery boxes and pe- people didn't really know what to do with them. They'd never made any sound. Yeah. And then suddenly yeah. t- Tumblers comes along and just, you know, c- breaks every record. Yeah, yeah. For, for a show by being a show. By being a show. So there had been, yeah, the previous record was simply no by shows. existing. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. So ma- ma- so it, was ex- uh, it was number one. Yeah, in a field of so zero. Was it on BBC back then? Was BBC around back then? Yeah. Well, that. Well, yeah. It was. It was on. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be around for another twenty years officially. But yes, it was on the BBC, and then mm-hmm. uh, it, it eventually jumped to um, the televisual media medium, course, yeah. Yeah. also yeah. on the BBC in the nineteen fifties. That's when Tumblr's really really came into uh, its own yeah 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 i would say so and became a a visual phenomenon as well as a 
audio phenomenon. Yeah. Uh, in the intervening 50 years, this is interesting. We talk about this in the third episode. In the 50 years <laughs> between being on radio and being on television, it was actually, and this is quite hard to get a grip on, but it, it was actually not on any uh, conventional medium at all. It was just everything, everything that happened in the world for the first half century of the 20th century was, was uh, the show was the show yeah it was very experimental Whoa. incredibly experimental yeah yeah, yeah. you and, talk and about that, that, that was a period uh, sorry that yeah. that's a period that uh, that's known as the 50 year everything yeah yeah and a, and a lot of people didn't quite didn't understand what was happening but, but some were really clued into this you know the, this what, what we think is living our lives is this is actually tumblr's tumblr's willy this is uh, so of this, the show so but, yeah, but this was in the this was like so seventy years before it was around and it was kicking for seventy years, and then the fifty year everything started. No, no, no. It, 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 it's okay. So they started in nineteen oh two on the radio, although it wasn't called a radio, and they first went out in April nineteen oh two. Except it was a slightly different April because they had a different calendar back then. So it's what you would call a how would you call it, Andy? Well, it's uh, known as a slightly shifted April. Okay. A slightly, yeah, a slightly yeah. shifted April. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't understand Britain, but this all tracks. I suppose. no, no one does. No one does. Right. right. I mean, I don't understand daylight savings time. <laughs> wow. But what was it like? Action. I mean, you said it's everything. So it's like slice well, of life. Is it documentary? Uh, okay. no, 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 no. It was. Well, this is the concept. They, they, they mm -hmm. put ten episodes out on radio. <laughs> The first two were completely silent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then and they for, made, we should we should mention England went crazy for this, right? Mm -hmm. It was an it was a huge hit. They couldn't get enough. Huge hit. They couldn't. They they lapped it up. I would say. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely well, ravenous. Okay. For it. And then at the end of the tenth episode, Andy. Uh, oh they, well. No, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I think they felt like they'd gone as far as they could and they exhausted the possibilities of that medium. And I think it just amused them to become gods mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and announce. Well, they didn't announce it. They just did it. They just, they just decided that conceptually everything that would happen for the next 50 years in all of human existence at a macroscopic and a microscopic level would be the show. And that's what you had to understand. And if you, do, if you weren't aware of that, Mm. Okay, no skin off your nose. But if mm -hmm. you realize that, that that was actually, you know, that was a hell of an episode. It was I mean, that episode. sounds that sounds psychedelic and kind of like next level and stuff. I don't know the timing. I don't know history or anything, but that sounds like if it was in the air, that must have influenced yeah. the Beatles or something. Again, I don't know how timelines work or whatever. Well, that's a very Funny good story. Yeah. We do. A, you mentioned that. Yeah, we do. A, we do. We can go into it a little bit. I, I don't want to give away the, the whole episode, but we. Right. Because you're here to plug your podcast. Here to I'm plug just our trying podcast. to ask about the show, but I don't want to step on your, well, your, your no, content. It's a, it's a really good segue, though. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. The, I, I find that uh, plug our podcast that rather cheapens the experience. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I, I was very happy to have someone who wanted to be on the show that I could talk to because the podcast is one of my only ways of feeling like a human because I don't feel like a human right. in my apartment and I leave the house and I feel like I'm the only human on the planet. <laughs> so <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's very normal uh, to be doing stuff like this. And uh, yeah. And so I appreciate you guys being here for sure. Uh, just to be we're super to, we're clear. Here to, we're here to tell you about something we love. Yeah. 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 
So let's and, and flash forward to the, to the late fifties, uh, <laughs> and Tumblr is this huge hit. Tumblr is a, is a huge hit in in uh, uh, England at this point. Sure. And as you can, as you might expect, it had gotten it had started to grow a little stale. To be honest, uh, by mm-hmm. the late fifties, mm-hmm. people knew what to expect. Um, t- uh, Tumblr himself had made an appearance. That's another thing we cover in our <laughs> podcast. The the star of the show, Tumblr. Uh, was not didn't even appear in the in the show until uh, the late mid nineteen fifties mid nineteen fifties and when well, he appeared he, <laughs> there was only one Tumblr yeah 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 well at that at that point yeah later there were two yeah <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah but and similar to Doctor Who I mean so many people have played this role over the years I mean it really does keep reinventing itself mm-hmm. um, but by the late sick by the late fifties the the BBC had had decided that it had grown stale and they weren't reaching the youth they weren't reaching the youth market well well, it was actually i mean it just got worse during the 60s as well when Mm, the youth mm. market exploded i mean it it was already starting to lose traction by the late 50s and then i think the 60s just really you know it had started to become your dad's show by the time Mm. uh you know teenagers started sprouting up right Teenagers were were a brand new thing. Teenagers were a brand new phenomenon. They hadn't really existed Mm. prior to mid sixties or so. They did it. They did it. They weren't interested in tumblers by the sixties. They just weren't. So the BBC got very worried. Yeah. This is a lot of what we do on the podcast is we go into the backstage because this is what tumbleheads really want to know. Tumbleheads, you will become pretty soon, I'm sure. Sure. Uh, really want to know the backstage drama. And so this is the story. These are the stories that we were uncovering is that the people at the BBC decided we need to freshen it up. We need a new director and he needs to be hip. He needs to be now. He needs to be youthful. And um, they, they took out. An well, they brought, they, they brought this guy, Nate Turpington in. Yeah. Nate Turpington. And he, w- he was kind of the, the, the injection of fresh blood <clears throat> they needed. Uh, mm-hmm. And what a character. You know, that, that, what a character. I mean, uh, the, the, the show at that point, Spencer, I don't know how things work in the States, but by that point in the mid-1960s, the show had expanded. So there was a cast of, like, I think, 9,000 characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The cast and, and it had become a little, a little bloated. Bit. It had become yeah. a little bit bloated. Yeah, it's weird. It, you'd think more of these people would have kind of crossed over. I mean, you know, we all know about Greg Turpington, you know, uh, the no, most Nate, dangerous sorry, Nate, man. Nate, 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 Turpington. Nate Turpington. Sorry, Nate Turpington, the most dangerous yeah. man in the you know the tri-state area. The the UK has a tri-state area, right? <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, sorry, oh, is there a is there a real Greg Turpington? There's a Greg really? Turkington. I think that's oh. what I was doing. Oh, 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 oh okay. Oh, oh. I don't know. Oh if no, well, like Turpington or not? Maybe I don't. I don't know if he was, but I mean, um, you know, our Turpington, Nate Turpington, was, you know, he was he was all about. Um, revolution and you know a counter yeah exactly so throwing things imagine. open but oh, oh go ahead andy sorry well you know I, I would say that what he possibly did share with your greg turkington is that he was responsible for a large number of deaths he did that, no back, i so. think no i think i was talking about your nate turpington like <laughs> oh right I, like, I, yeah, uh, yeah i i don't want to i as far as i know greg turkington has not killed anybody <laughs> oh, there apologies is to the whole turkington that, family at this point yeah and uh, <laughs> uh all of his descendants uh, like, yeah we did not mean yeah, to yeah impugn your great family name <laughs> uh, turkington uh, uh, i i also uh, 
I should say I don't want to be liable for anything that said this is not my show. I'm not legally responsible. <laughs> no, for no, we that are, and that's fine. That no, and we will take the legal responsibility for everything. I'll, I'll take that. All, uh, but I was just, like, you know, I was just saying I, I, that it's, it's funny who you know makes it over over the pond and who doesn't. You know, right, I haven't heard right. anything about even Tumblr, who's the star. But I, right. you know, we know about yeah. Nate Turpin. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that is yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. There's so many Americans do know Nate Turpington. It's strange. Well, I do. You know, I'm I, more tuned in than most. Oh, people. okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so what do you know Turpington from? Some of his later work, I suppose. Well, if you could call it work, I would call them atrocities. You know, <laughs> crimes. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, well, yeah. That's no, I, I'm looking I'm, at it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, you know, no judgment. But I can be, I can be negative. It you know, you guys like know this quite a lot I can of be very negative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can yeah, be yeah. judgmental. But well, actually, you know, it's not just none. To no state judgment. The facts. If if there were a if they if he did commit atrocities later on, then he committed atrocities. That's not judgment. <laughs> that's that, yeah. that's just you know that's yeah. just fact. That's just we, fact checking. We certainly know. know that he had the capacity uh, because when he, he took over the reins at Tumblr's, he said, "We've got to we've got to reduce the size of this cast," and and he did it by by blowing them up. Quite frankly, oh he just blew God. them up. He blew. See, them now up. Blew I didn't hear about this people. one. This is yeah, this. No. Is, no, I heard about his later work, like I was saying. Well, well, it, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, it was. It, it, he was perfectly within his rights. You could do at that. that time. It was, it was common law. It was also in the BBC's original charter that you could do. <laughs> but you but, could blow but, up a but cast. Talk, but talk about Enfant Terrible, because yeah. that was his first morning, and he just took that executive decision. He did not alert anybody. He just blew up nine thousand people, and that's one way of culling. A bloated cast, and I yeah. guess it worked for Turpington. It worked for Turpington, except that then they the signals got crossed, and then they went and hired another nine thousand cast members. They they hired another so, nine thousand, so they were back to square one. They were back to square one with it. Uh, so he had to he once again he had to reduce the numbers somehow because it was just a confusing somehow. show at that point. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he tra he he trampled them. He had them trampled with, oh. with horses. So yeah, yeah. But so okay, yeah, that's no, that's I I didn't know that that was the context, but I had heard about this one. But you know, this is the okay, thing yeah. when you hire a director, you want someone, or you know, you want someone who can be decisive. That's and exactly then you right. spend all your time second guessing and undoing right. that, that person's decisions. That, it's only going to lead for another nine thousand people's deaths. Right, exactly, right. and then. Well, we won't tell you about the third batch of nine thousand. You, oh you, my it's god, horrifying! I know, I know. Horrifying. But I think Spencer's right. Really onto something. You, you can you can sure in hindsight you can go oh maybe he, maybe it was a little violent. But the thing is, the guy knew how to make a decision, and that right. is what the show yeah. needed. Uh, it, it was, you know, some at <laughs> well, some well, point well, in the creative process, you can think you've got to start putting stuff on paper, and that's what well, well, perfect genius. Even if it's blood, he could. Even if it's blood, he. Yeah. he he realized he couldn't just dismiss these people with no, you know, compensation package or anything. They <laughs> right. had families to support. They had mouths to feed. So he yeah. realized that the kind of thing to do was to blow them up and have them trampled by horses. That's the kind of sort of cutting the Gordian knot attitude yeah. that separates a director from what I like to call a person who is not a director. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was, uh, God, should we talk about the... Should we go? Should we go into a little bit more of it's such a fascinating story. You'll listen well, to Well, there's I, a lot of fascinating. Oh, there are a lot of fascinating stories. But he did he he did find himself at the center of the of 1960s uh London. Uh you know, he he was a he was a in his 20s. He was at the heart of this explosion. You know, he was he sure. he, 
he was uh, hanging out with the Beatles. He was hanging yeah. out uh, with, uh, uh, you know, when Hendrix came to town. Dalai Lama. The Dalai Hendrix, Lama. Uh, um, was there. The Harlem Globetrotters at one point, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone. He was at the he heart of all these the massive explosions of people. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. He so, knew yes, where to he, find those explosions. Yeah. <laughs> he was he, he was an explosion-prone sort of a fellow, I would say. Mm, <laughs> he had his finger mm -hmm. on the pulse, or indeed the trigger. Yes. He was yes, ex yes. Explo uh, an explosion-rich character. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, but, uh, so but, we've talked a lot about Tumblr. What about Willie? Is there Willie? Is, is, this a, is that part of the show at all? Is this a well, secret? Well, it's, it's a part of the name of Tumblr's Willie, so it's a part of the name of the Tumblr's Willie podcast name as well, because the show's called Tumblr's Willie, so the podcast is called Tumblr's, the Tumblr's Willie podcast, you see? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's named after the podcast. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, so yeah, I would say that that is an integral part of it because it is a word that's in the title. <laughs> yeah, and that it certainly is. And, and what a title. It is. Mm, mm, what a title. Know. Oh, there are other characters. We, the, uh, the, you know, the, the, the core cast by, by, the, um, by the 80s was pretty much set, or by the 90s. It was, um, of course, I'm blanking on all their names, but uh, it was... Um, <laughs> Uh, well, there's all sorts of people, really. I mean, one could mention uh, Lady Wylington, Lady Wylington, uh, Lady Wylington, um, uh, Postmistress Millie, Postmistress Millie, uh, uh, a fan favorite. Uh, oh, there, oh, there was a furious German publican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hoffman, the the, the pub owner. Hoffman, get out of my bar! Who has been <laughs> drinking all the lager and not paying for the lager? Yeah, always get, always get. He was a good comic relief character. Oh, yeah, no, it sounds like he he must have had a spinoff at some point. I'd imagine, right? They a tried. Character like they that. Tried. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They That's tried. always what happens, right? It's like you know, it doesn't Sometimes work you just, without you that. You can't take a minor character and put them in the in the spotlight. I mean, uh, you know. Uh, that's I why I think if you put that guy in my hands, I think I could ride this fucking well, train I, I, to the let moon. Me let me tell you, sir, if you tried to put Hoffman in your hands, you would <laughs> probably end up without any hands. He was a he was a he was a fiery a fire a fiery sort. I spent yeah, oh, yeah, you don't yeah. want to grab you don't want to grapple with Hoffman and tell Hoffman what to do. <laughs> no, but I think that's what I'm attracted to. You know, mm -hmm. as a creative. Mm -hmm. Well, on on, mm -hmm. on, on your head. And handless body beer, Spencer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I want to let Hoffman loose on my computer, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. on the keyboard. Uh, right, right. But uh, no, there was bad. a. But you know, it, it, it <laughs> he really, could mess really, up the draft. It could. It could be. A, could be a little fruity. <laughs> <laughs> Who else do we want to talk about, Andy? Um, oh, all sorts of things. I mean, uh, the the, uh, the the show went through so many different incarnations. I mean, uh, oh, we there, go decade by decade. Yeah, in our podcast, we yeah, kind of yeah. more or less decade by decade. But yeah, I think what you're about to get into is the the space era, right? Yeah. Well, Spencer mentioned Doctor Who, and I said, well, it was nothing like Doctor Who, and yet mm -hmm. were, uh, in the 1970s they did try and reinvent the show as a science fiction kind of franchise. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, they, they they built a large spaceship out of some. Um, stuff they had lying around at Ealing Studios and some shiny things. And uh, they, uh, yeah, they, 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 the, the show at that point was really set in a small English village. It was it set was in a small English village. We, had, we knew all these characters. Yeah. Post Mistress Millie, the, uh, Hoffman. Uh, it, it, 
Uh, no, they, they, they thought we can massage that. We can t- send them into space. Let's just have the villagers say, oh, let's go into space. <laughs> and they built, they built the prop. But, but this is where, um, at that point, um, the director, um, Dennis Neasley. Dennis Neasley, yeah. Barnacle Dennis, uh, they called him. Barnac- Barnacle, Barnacle Dennis. Dennis. Yeah, because yeah. he just wouldn't let go of things. Oh, okay. uh, and also, well, his skin was very bad. Oh. It was mostly the skin, actually. It was mostly yeah. the skin. Yeah, the, the, yeah, his ability to let go of things was, a, it was sort of uh, retcon. <laughs> I, I would say it was like five five percent his tenacity yeah and 95 percent his horrible pustular face really barnacle his, his actual barnacles yeah it's like uh but, with um, grumpy cat when they were like oh no his name's tartar sauce it was always tartar sauce <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah any grumpy oh, fat cans in the audience they couldn't just change his name to grumpy Cat. i mean he wouldn't have cared <laughs> <laughs> no it's i don't know that was you know that was early oh well, who, who knows uh anyway uh but but okay so, i met tartar sauce i got a photo with i got a selfie with tartar sauce oh yeah she came so she came, came to community or whatever right yeah, they, they him and his handlers came to the parent were on the paramount lot for some meeting and they just were walking around and it, they were huge celebrities like everyone wanted a picture with grumpy cat <laughs> we stuck him at the, at the study room table and took a picture of him in the in at greendale yeah it was lovely man. Oh, well, good times it's uh, weird that there's famous the pets that die it but is. you know was there, were there any famous animals in the fucking tumblers willie is this good, an animal good show quest- good question uh, largely not but so yeah. sometimes it, well no thank you actually well there were the elephants <laughs> oh but they weren't on camera the right there, there was a well there, there, there was a there's another famous director they hired in the 90s uh an um a, a wunderkind i think you'd have to say uh an eight-year-old by the name of David Hunch they hired yeah, to be the director. David Hunch, one of the best, one of the you know one of the greatest directors, uh, uh, yeah. not just of tumblers but of television. Uh, oh, really, just about nothing, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so they hired him. Well, they actually hired him at random. Uh, they, they, they. I be- believe they stuck a pin into a map. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> and then they well, went you, to you that location. The story. They stuck a pin in a well, map. Then, then the- and, and then, then they, they blew to, up the map. They, and they blew up the map and stuck, stuck it another that pin. map. And they've stuck another pit. They kept blowing up the maps until eventually they were just literally working at one to one scale. And they just found the street that all the maps are pointed to and stuck a pin <laughs> into someone's forehead and said, You're the director. And that yeah, was yeah. David Hunch. Wow. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and he, he, so. Well, so this was an eight-year-old with big ideas. And yes, to answer to your question, Spencer, um, he almost immediately disassembled the show, took it off of TV again, turned it into a traveling religious roadshow and demanded that he uh, be given an elephant for his own Mm -hmm. personal usage that was larger than P.T. Barnum's famous jumbo. You know, uh, when Community got uh, got canceled and everyone was saying six seasons in a movie, I heard they actually got that from Tumblr's Willie in the famous uh, right. catchphrase from the audience that was traveling yeah. show and an elephant. <laughs> traveling show, yeah, elephant. That's yeah. A, yeah, it's a long the, walk, the, but the, I got there. <laughs> well, there there's, a, there's a there's a lot of uh, stuff that you know Tumblr's probably has influence behind the scenes. It's hard it's hard to be if you're a show that's basically all of reality for half a century, it's hard to have not <laughs> had some sort of an influence mm-hmm. on on life, whether or not you've heard of the show actually, Spencer. I mean it's interesting. Even, you know, you didn't think you were aware of Tumblr's and yet you sort of know, oh yeah, I kind of know Tate Nate Turpin or Greg Turkington or I've been you know, Googling. you kind of know 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you know more than you think, I think. And, you know, a lot of fans of the show don't know their fans, actually, or uh, they, they or they realize they're fans, but they don't know of what, or they don't know that they're fans, but of something, or a lot of people just enjoy it in dreams. Mm -hmm. And that's, that, that's, as, that's as far as it goes with them, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, but, is that, know, is that, it, does it cost money to get it through dreams? Like, is that a subscription? Well, they tried for certain yeah yeah, oh. yeah they figured out a way yeah wow. they, they, they did a deal with that with apple pay and so it's <laughs> well it does go right through well, it, yeah well, if your phone is on your nightstand you are you're you're getting a charge well i bet they, they they do it when i think i think they could they do it when they when they can enforce it it they mm -hmm. they send scientists around to people's yeah. houses and they try and analyze whether they're dreaming of tumblers willy by the rem mm-hmm mm-hmm mm -hmm. And then if they think, well, those REM, those those waves match up. Yeah, if they match up with what you know, what they episode they were showing that it's night, a then huge yeah, you'll get, you'll, you'll get charged. Yeah, and it's very expensive <laughs> technology. It, 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 it really it, it kind of has yet to pay for itself because they haven't found many subscribers that way. But they well, spent billions. It's, it's, it's mm -hmm. silly because there's dreams. a scientist that there's a scientist that comes around like once every three or four nights to just sit by my bedside and watch. Right. And I don't dream of the show. I enjoy it. I, I keep telling him I'm one of, I'm one of Tumblr's biggest waking fans. I don't yeah. need to dream about the show. <laughs> this is just costing the British government money at this, this point. Is a, this is Go a government program gone wrong. Yeah. This is, yeah, yeah. I gotta say that this whole thing seems absurd. I mean, it honestly seems made up. Well, what isn't made up? Yeah, yeah. That's Everything right. I guess you know, television is made up. Yeah, Every, yeah. yeah. Right. Is that so what, what, you what mean? are you saying exactly? Is that what you mean? You ask. Well, I'm you, just don't saying, ask me about what I mean by your question, mate. Uh, okay, so I again, we know I, audiences are smart. We've been working in this industry for a lot of time, you know, and I know my fans, and I know my fans are going to be thinking this show sounds astonishing and it seems right. it beggars belief you know i truly kevin's nodding you know i truly don't even like how do how do people and what would you say to that like this is I, this does it this I, is unbelievable i i, I, I would say uh, listen i would say that life is unbelievable yeah yeah i would say you're I, astonishing I, I, sure yeah, I, yeah, oh, I i'll would, tell you that I, yeah i i i would say some parts of me i would i, I would literally say <laughs> not like that's not what i meant great. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry, Andy. <laughs> Continue. I'm sorry. Sorry, we no, no, no. T toss off uh, your, <coughs> your. I was trying. I was. Uh, I was not trying to toss. Off. <laughs> really? Um, yeah, I, I, I would. You know, th this is why. Th this is why we want to talk about the show. It's the greatest story never told. I think. Mm. Right, mm. and I mean, especially I mean, if you got that podcast title, that it's definitely no one's like that's clear, like premium podcast title. The we you were know, surprised yeah. it was available to be honest. Yeah, it was as so popular as the show is clearly, and and it's yeah. yeah to be as hugely popular as this as the show is. It's it seems absurd to us that that no one has done a podcast about it yet. So we I guess we just lucked out. You know, s similar to my origin story with Tracy Katsky plucking me out of obscurity. I mean, we just happened to look up the Tumblr's Willie podcast and find that it was available, and so here we are. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, our sure. first thought oh. was to write. 
was to write a, you know an, imp an important book about it but that seemed like a lot of work so <laughs> that was going to be so much work oh my god yeah yeah really i mean Barbro, i mean tracy katsky she's a immensely talented and powerful figure but it's, it sounds like it's impossible to even you know she doesn't shine a candle to the monumental monolith that was tumblr's willy that's now essentially well, oh, the same thing and sorry, it's picking sorry. you up what, what, go ahead yeah was yeah. It, it is it's still going, Spencer. Oh, still going. Going. Talking, it doesn't sound like it was still going. So it, oh, it's like on a basic cable, or is it like like it's dying a slow death? Or no, no, no. you're you're making you're you're making assumptions. So so it's like <laughs> it, popular. It's, it's still popular now. Still going. Uh, yeah, still going. It's, it's, you can see it. Uh, yeah, three times a week. Uh, Where do I watch this? It's, uh, well, if you're in Britain, you can't avoid it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Harmon Quest are, is like Harmon Quest is like that in America, but if you go into they, Britain, you just it's can't. It's exactly like that. Yes. Yeah, that's a really good analogy because uh, Harmon Quest is so mm -hmm. enormous here. It's like <laughs> everyone knows it. Yeah. Uh, and that's what Tumblr's that's Tumblr's in the UK. <laughs> Well, like, uh, to, or to put it, you know, again, like, like imagine that like um there's a tree over here, right? Sure. And some pe and some people are looking at that tree. I don't have to imagine it. I believe that's. Ha I'm sure that's happening. Yeah, it might be. I just want to. I just want you to bring it to the forefront of your mind. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, I believe in my mind that is undeniably. Mm. It's. 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 It's undeniable. It's happening. Yeah, and just what a lovely image I think for everyone. <laughs> yeah, is my point. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know where you were going with it. I was going like, just, oh, is he going to land this? And then you did. You did. You brought it right. Yeah. yeah you really. I really just thought it would be nice, nice to think of the tree being watched there by people of all, yeah. um, all beliefs and uh, backgrounds. Mm. And so now I like turn to look at the audience, and I'm like, what kind of tree did you imagine? You know. <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah, wow, I great think tree to imagine. You know, mm. like it's just, it's just nice, isn't it? And like <laughs> rustling in the breeze. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I think we're running out the clock. Do you guys have any last words uh, before we kind of officially wrap up? Uh, I mean, what would Tubler's Willie say if uh, he was rudely being kind of... Uh, <laughs> he, it, he, Tumblr would say, I mean, everyone who knows the show would know. Tumblr would say, yeah. that happens. <laughs> what? He would, yeah, yeah. He, uh, oh, my. And, but he likes to... But he'd put a spin on it. He'd say that doesn't not happen. That does. That does he's right. Right. That that doesn't yeah, that not happen. It, yeah. If I this knew show I would were like this guy. Yeah. 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 You're gonna love it. You're gonna love it, Spencer. I tell you. All right. Well. Cool. I mean. Uh. Yeah. So do you? I think we're gonna end it here. Do you want to? Uh. Thanks so much. Uh, what What's coming up next, Kevin? Uh. Is there a new Schraub, uh tonight or what? Uh, no, actually, my lovely wife is taking over his slot tonight with a Ooh, brand new show called Horror Madness. It's going to be premiering in just a little bit. <laughs> That's so cool. Okay, so yeah, stay tuned for that. That's going to be so cool. What about you guys? Do you have anything that you want to plug? Um, anything, any any final thoughts or, or cool, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I just, I think I just like, really like the idea that, you know, and then the tree's not doing anything. Mm. And the people are just thinking to themselves, what a nice way to spend an afternoon. Mm. Just Andy's look at yeah. the tree. Yeah. And he's plugging the idea of looking at a tree. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if I was a highly successful author, I would probably plug that too. <laughs> you know, it's really all I've got at this point. <laughs> <laughs> just that tree. What about you, Barbara? Yeah. 
I don't. Yeah, I don't have anything to plug. Uh, yeah, no, I've, my life is really Tumblr's Willie at this point. So, right. So um, the Tumblr's Willie show. It's the, oh, the Tumblr's Willie podcast. Willy yes, podcast. We, we, we launch. Uh, uh, we have a little teaser episode that's up right now. You can find us at uh, Starburns Audio. Awesome. Um, well, I think I or Tumblr's Willie dot com. Uh, yeah. Which uh, I just I just got our websites uh, up, Andy. Awesome! Yay! Um, that, and our and our first full episode will go up on Tuesday. Hooray for us! Yeah, yeah. And I think actually, if I, you don't mind my saying, mm. hooray for everybody. Mm. Or, or as Tumblr yeah. would say, <laughs> not hooray for not everybody. Yeah, he probably <laughs> would actually. He would have a little wink. It, and That's it's essentially so the same thing, but. It, yeah, it just makes you think a li- just a little, just a mm. little. Mm. It's nice. Yeah. Well, thanks so much. Uh, what do I got? Thank to plug? you for having it. Yeah. What do you got to plug? Kevin. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I have a Patreon. Well, Kevin just plugged. I'm not going to finish that sentence. Okay. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Spencer's Patreon. I got a Patreon. Oh, yeah. I do D&D stuff. I've been doing this Big Dogs D&D on Tuesday nights at, on Twitch. So if you want to watch comedic D&D, go to Tuesday nights on Twitch or <laughs> go to Tuesday on Tuesday nights, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can check out uh, twitch.tv slash Frank Howley for some D&D. And I actually made a special presentation that will be happening at the beginning of the show so if you're listening to this on the podcast it's too late to listen to that uh you know you missed it so uh but if you're watching this tonight live when this is playing because it's playing live and we aren't recording this on saturday morning uh ahead of the show um then yeah uh you know whatever i don't know how i started that sense so i don't know how to finish it and uh that's the same way with podcasting. So, uh, as we always say, oh no, you know what? Let's actually close with a nice clip. Uh, we could we pulled a clip from Tumblr's Willie, and we'll close with that. Uh, Kevin, hit the play button.